cafe would have caused. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn to the book of Luke chapter 6. Tonight I am starting a series that will continue on to the weekend and will continue over the next several weeks entitled Lower the Volume. My son is nine and uh, every now and then he'll put these headphones on because he'll play his little video game system and it annoys the heck out of everybody. And so we'll tell him, put your headphones on, bro. And so he'll put his headphones on. But there are occasions I have been told and, and have witnessed myself that if I can hear it and he's wearing the headphones and I can hear it outside the headphones, it's too loud, right? And I know that's not, I'm getting old. No, it literally is too loud, okay? He needs to turn it down. It tells it could damage his ears and all of that. And so tonight, I, I, I'm, I'm going to... I'm, I've been praying about this series, been praying when, when, when this series came to the, to the forefront of what we were going to talk about as a team over the next couple of weeks, that God would allow me to navigate this intro very biblically. I'll just say that. I believe in our culture, in our world, there is a lot of noise going on right now. From everything from racial tension to natural disaster, I mean, there is just a lot of noise. And to be honest with you, sometimes as a Christian, I don't know how to respond. I, I, I'm, I'm with you when sometimes I literally just, I get stunned. I'm frozen on, there's so much from this side and this side, and tonight is not a pick your side kind of a night. Tonight is, I truly want to walk us through and say, God, what and how are we to respond when it gets loud in our culture? What does your word say that I'm to live as a believer, as a Christ follower? How am, I how am I to handle myself when our culture doesn't know how to handle itself? And so I, my heart is that we navigate this very biblically tonight. And my heart is that we would walk away from tonight truly asking ourselves, if I'm a Christ follower and you may not be here tonight, our heart is that you would know who Jesus is before you leave and how he would respond to the noise in culture. But that we would walk out as Christ followers going, God, how am I to live? How am I to respond when there's so much hate, so much anger? I can't hear sometimes the whisper of the Holy Spirit. I can't hear the gentleness of God's voice. I can't hear the gentleness of my response. A, because I'm so emotionally involved. B, I'm so politically involved. C, I'm so racially involved. D, I'm so everything involved. I, how, God, how do I navigate this? And our heart is to take you right to the source. What does God ask us to do? How does God design us to live? And so tonight... As we introduce this series over the next couple of weeks of lowering the volume in our lives, allowing for us to hear what God wants us to do as Christians in this delicate time and culture. The title of my message tonight is The Heart of the Problem. I hope to identify the heart of what is going on in our culture right now. And no, this isn't that person's fault or that person's fault. That's not going to be that kind of a message. And if you're looking for me to make a blanket statement and to choose a side, it's not going to happen tonight. But what will happen is we're going to be enlightened by God's Word. So we're going to talk about what I believe is the heart of the problem. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in the book of Luke chapter 6, like I mentioned. And right off, if you're taking notes, here... Here's, I have two points tonight, very simple message, because I'm not the expert in the room to really be talking about this, but I trust God's word to bring forth truth tonight 
And simply, I believe the heart of the problem is there's a problem with the heart. I believe that the source of everything that we're dealing with in a nation, as a nation, everything that we're dealing with as a culture, is not because of this or that. It truly is because at the heart of the problem, there's a problem with the heart. It goes back to the Garden of Eden. It goes back to the Garden. It goes back to the beginning of time when humanity chose to take our own initiatives into our own hands, our own way, our own life, our own course of everything. We decided to say, God, we want to turn our back on perfection and we want to try this out on our own. And when we did, we broke everything. And when I look around our world, I see a lot of brokenness. Broken families, broken churches, broken communities. And it just reminds me, at the heart of the problem, is not a skin color, it's not a state color, it's a broken heart. The heart of the problem is that humanity has a heart issue. We've always had it. And until we truly understand that and grasp that and see what God's Word says about the heart, we won't be able to have a conversation. The volume will always be turned up in the air of sin and anger and hate. Jeremiah says it this way, verse 17 and 9, it says this, The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? CNN tries to tell us how bad it is. Fox News tries to tell us how bad it is. But I think if we are be honest with you, no one really knows the depth. When I think humanity can't do anything else, I see another news report. Maybe we can. Maybe this verse jumps out at me again and says, how deep does this wickedness go? We have a heart problem. It's not a neighbor problem. It's not a them problem or an us problem. We have a heart problem. And Jesus speaks to this on the Sermon of the Mount, the most famous messages that Jesus was going to preach. And He's going to give us the Beatitudes. He's going to speak positive things to us. He, he deliberately stops and looks at His disciples. And He says this phrase to them, as if to say, you're the leaders of this movement when I leave. I need you to catch this. And He gives them this passage. And we're going to be here for the most part tonight. And we're going to unpack this verse through Luke chapter 6. Verse 43, verse 45. So if you don't have your Bible, if you don't have the Bible app, you can read it. It'll be on the screens behind me. And let's just buckle up and let the Holy Spirit do what I cannot do in this message. It says this, Peter, Jesus speaking. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. We're going to come back to that. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his what? His heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And I've got to be honest with you, there have been a lot of mouth speaking lately in our culture. And it's exposing what is technically going on in this human fault that we have, this broken heart. The Bible, Jesus gives us, here's, here's why. We've wondered, how could, why is it so you know, hateful? Why is it so filled with, because at the source of a heart, a mouth, the heart is attached to that. What comes out of this mouth is it just an overflow of the heart. So there's a broken heart attached to that conversation going on. And Jesus says, listen, there's, there's some things that are happening in this world. And he's going to use agriculture. He's going to use uh, trees and fruit and I like to eat fruit, but I don't know a whole lot about fruit. So we're going to hope Jesus can explain this a little bit better. We're going to tear apart this. Jesus, why are you talking about trees? And tonight I just, I want to pose this, 
this antithesis, these, these contrasting opinions or ideas that there are two trees that can grow in our heart. Two, two trees. There are two options, two, two ideas, two trees that Jesus is going to mention. Two trees. One tree here he's going to talk about, and one tree is he's going to say, listen, they're, they're, they're going to grow either one or the other. There are these two types of trees. So I talked about, okay, what, what are these trees? Number one, the first tree is a tree, that produce, a tree that produces, and everything produces. These trees, they grow. They don't just sit there dead. They're not just sit there stagnant. Whether you're going to grow this tree or that tree, both trees are going to produce fruit. And the first tree, I said, is the, free, the tree that produces sin fruit. It actually produces terrible things. It's actually going to produce a life that is completely surrendered and given up to the culture of sin, the nature of sin that lives inside of each one of us, including this guy up here. What happens when I let this tree just start to grow wild? We read about this a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the Holy Spirit. I read this exact verse to you, but I felt like the Holy Spirit said, read it again, because this is what happens when the tree of sin is untapped, unchecked in our heart, and we let it grow because we have a heart problem. Here's what he says in Galatians, Paul's writing, and he tells us, verse 5, 19 and 20, here's what happens when the, when the free tree of, of sin produces fruit in your life. Here's what he says. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, that heart problem that we have, the results are very clear. And literally, this is what I see in our culture. Sexual, mora- sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy. Here it is. Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition. Here are the next two. Dissension, division. The source of what we're seeing is right here. This heart problem that we have. There are... are church people, there are non-church people that have not let this checked in their heart. This tree is beginning to grow and it's producing I call sin fruit. And Jesus says, that's going to grow if you don't check it. And he says, anger, uh, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. And he says, let me tell you again, as I've said before, Paul, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. He says, Jesus has said, there are two trees, a good tree and a bad tree. This is the bad tree. This is the tree that if you let it grow in your heart, because there's a sin problem, because you and I were born into sin, not, you're not sinful because you do bad things, okay? We're sinful because we're born into it. And when we don't check that in our heart, when we don't take that sin nature and give it to the Lord, we allow this sin tree to grow in our heart, and it's going to produce fruit. Every tree in our heart produces fruit. And this tree I call the the, the, the tree of sin, it produces sin fruit. And Paul says, here it is. Here's what the best of your heart, unchecked, put in your hands, not in God's hand, can produce. I go into a farmer's market and all the fruit's rotten. All the vegetables are rotten. You're going, this is the best I can do. Here it is. No one would buy that fruit. We'd walk away in disgust. Yet, in our culture, in our world, this is what's happening. The gospel is prime for what's happening in our culture to come in and take care of this sin fruit, this sin tree. Because there's another tree that can grow, the tree number two, a second type of tree. I call this the the tree that produces spiritual fruit. So we got a tree that produces sin fruit, and we have a tree that produces spiritual fruit. Galatians chapter 5, further down in that passage, we read this a few weeks ago, it says, but the Holy Spirit, there it is, our our, our advocate, produces this kind of what? Fruit. So we're talking about fruit. We're on the same page. In our lives, what kind of fruit does the Holy Spirit produce? Love. How many know this world needs a whole lot more love, joy, peace? Oh, my Lord, if there could just be an ounce of peace dropped on this world in our nation, I think some of the issues would begin to disappear. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. 
So the Bible says in Proverbs, a gentle answer turns away wrath. A gentle answer turns away wrath. I feel like we've got that flipped around. And self-control. There is no law against these two. Here it is. Keep reading. Those who belong to who? Christ Jesus. So for a moment, we've got to remind you, in the book of Luke, Jesus is talking to who? His disciples. He's not talking to the unchurched. He's talking to us. And I'm sad to say that this conversation still has to take place inside the church. We're not immune to it. This tree can still grow inside of our hearts, inside this church, if we're not careful. And Paul says, listen, those who belong to Jesus, no, those who truly are following after Christ, what have we done? We've nailed the passions and desire of this sin nature, this heart problem that we have to his cross and crucified them there. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives, in every part of our lives. You mean God wants, is interested in my political life? Yes. Is he interested in my relational life? Yes. Is he into my, my, my work part of my life? Yes. It says in every part of your life, we're to invite him to do what? To lead. And we're to follow. Let us not become conceited, thinking we've got all the answers figured out. We know best. Or provoking one another or even be jealous of one another. So going back, he says, listen, there's a good tree and there's a bad tree. This bad tree, here's what it produces. Here's what it produces, but here's a good tree. And this tree, it produces joy and peace and patience. They both have fruit. We both have fruit. What kind of fruit? What kind of fruit do we want? You know what I, I, I believe when David said, that, we're, that he, he said, you know what? Taste and see that the Lord is good. I think he was talking about our fruit. He said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Can I tell you, church, what this culture is dying for is for the church of the living God to show that there is real fruit, there is fruit of joy, there is fruit of peace, there is fruit of patience, of long-suffering, of kindness, of gentleness, waiting for them that all they got to do is invite Jesus into their life and that kind of fruit can begin to grow in them. But what's happening? The briars and the thorn bushes. Jesus said fruit's going to grow. Fruit's there, right? So fruit's there. He says there's a, there's a, there's a fig on the inside of that thorn bush. And you just picture it, right? I'm trying to... I want what you have. I want the Jesus you talk about. I want the Jesus of Scripture. But when I see it coming out of you, I'm not so sure I want to stick my hand in there. I'm not so sure I want to get close to the God that you're talking about. This God that you're using to come against my race or using against to come against my political views or your God that you're using to come. Like, you get what I'm saying? And so we've got fruit. This fruit is real and this fruit can produce life. But when we wrap it up around our own selfish ambitions and we just put all those briars and the, and the thorns, people go, I, 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 I know I need your fruit. I know I need joy and love and patience and peace and kindness. But... You're kind of sticky. I don't know if I want to get it from you. I'll I'll go find it somewhere else. And they go looking for it, and it doesn't exist anywhere else. So they don't find it. Jesus is going to say, you can't can't be both. Now I see David going, taste and see that the Lord is good. I tell my neighbors all the time. I tell my community all the time, taste and see. I'm telling you tonight, taste and see. God is really good. God is a God of love. God is a God who cares. God is a God who loves every color, white, black, yellow, brown. He loves everybody. He loves every person on this planet. That's the kind of God that I want you to know. I want you to know that God loves every single person. I want you to know that this church wants you to know that God loves everyone in this world. But, But I get it. 
Sometimes my personal feelings can get in the way. Sometimes my personal views can get in the way. And then my thorns start sticking out. Here, you need my Jesus. And they're like, no, I don't. Uh, stay away. And Jesus says, listen, they, they, they want this. Verse 44, says, people don't pick figs. They're not going to do it. They're not going to say, man, your God is so much greater than all this noise that I'm hearing over there because of the thorn bushes and the briars. We have to, as a church, go back to saying, God, I don't want this kind of fruit. I want this fruit of the bad tree. Lord, I, want, I want the fruit of the Holy Spirit living inside of me. And that, that requires us to surrender. That requires us to lay down our, our, our personal views because that's the problem with the heart. It's got all kinds of wickedness in it. And I've got to lay it down and I've got to say, no, God, let what grows in me be the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And that wrapped up with briars and thorn bushes, but available. So I just put in my notes. I'm navigating this as best I can. I just put in my notes. My heart, your heart only has room for one of those trees. They both can't grow. Jesus says you can't have two masters. It ain't going to happen. One tree's going to grow and one tree's going to die. Or one tree's going to grow and the other tree's going to die. So it's a, it's a, which one do you want to grow in your heart, church? Which one do we want to show the world? Which one, which one do we want to show is truly who God is, truly who the tree of life is? Which one, I know which one I want to show. I want to show the, the world love and peace and kindness and goodness. My heart has only room for one tree to grow, but one's going to grow. And if I'm not careful, if I don't prune out the other stuff, if I don't take away, if I don't surrender this to the Lord, then that tree is going to begin to grow. And the Bible says when that branch grows, and, and, and it's, he'll cut it off and he'll throw it in the fire because that's not what he intended for us. What he intended for us was this tree. The fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So in my heart, it only ha- your heart only has room for one. Check out what, what, what Luke says in verse 45. I want you to read it with me. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Let's read that one more time because you're asleep. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. So what does a good man bring? Good things. Right? Good things happen when we allow good things, when I'm a good person. Good man brings good things out of the good what? Stored up in my heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. It's a heart problem. So he goes back, it's, it's a heart problem. It's either going to be filled with good fruit and it's going to produce good things or it's going to be filled with evil fruit and out of that comes evil. Good produces good, evil produces evil always. There's never this, well, you know, I'll hold on to this, this view I grew up with. I'll hold on to this view that I've heard, you know, you know the loudest in culture. I'll hold on to it. If it's evil, it's going to produce evil. Good produces good. Remember when Jesus was asked, teacher, what is good? And he goes, why are you asking? There's only, only God is good. Why, why, why are you trying to ask me that question, the rich young ruler? Only only God is good. So therefore, only God is the source of good. So if God is not in there, then there is no good. That's what I see in the, in the world. It's a great time for the gospel to be presented. My heart only has room for good. or It's only got room for one, good or evil. It's going to be there. Your heart only has room for one. You can't have some days on Sundays I'm good, and then when my coworker talks about that topic, evil. No, there's no Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde thing going on. It's all in. God sees all the way through. God knows. It's why David prayed so passionately in Psalms. He prayed so passionately. Look, Lord, 
clean my heart. Here it is. I offer it to you. Create in me a pure heart. Clean me up because I know what my heart is capable of. Heart exchange. David would pray that all the time. Oh God, renew a steadfast spirit in me. And in Proverbs, the wisest man, Solomon writing the Proverbs, would say this. Above all things, make sure people know what political stance you stand. No, I didn't say that. Make sure, above all things, make sure they know where you stand on this stance or this thing or this issue or this issue. No, 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 no. He said, above all things, guard your heart. Because out of this thing, everything flows. Everything flows. This isn't a diminishing of anything going on in culture. This isn't a, a, a platform to lift up anything going on. This is just me going, church, what our culture needs right now is not more noise. What they need is for us to say, you know what, God? Search our hearts. How do I respond to the coworker who has different political views than me? God, search my heart. God, there's a way to do it. There's a way to still bring love, joy, peace, patience. All of that can still be in me even if I disagree with them. Even if we don't believe, uh, see eye to eye on certain things. Come on, church, amen? Like, there is a way that God has called us to live. You say, well, I don't want to do that. Let me tell you what you're saying. You're saying that I'm no longer following Jesus. So I'm speaking to the church today. You may be going, I don't know if I follow him. Cool, we're, we're glad you're here. But I'm speaking to those, I want you to just lean in for a second. Those in this room who have given their heart to Jesus. We no longer have permission to let bad fruit continue to grow. When we see it, we have to surrender it. We have to say, no, 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 no. Created me a clean heart. No, 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 no. No, God, I see, I, 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 man, why did that, ooh, that, that, that ooh, I saw that, I started to get loud, I started, my boil, I mean, why? We as Christ followers, whether it be the equalizers in this world, whether it be the blessed are the peacemakers in the world. So hear my heart. We're, we're gonna, it's going to get rowdy. We're going to unpack this over the next several months. But as our heart, as the pastoral team, our heart is not to, not to poke, not to elbow, stick the finger in the eye of any movement. It's to say to us in this room who have called ourselves to be Christ followers, what we're going to do, we're going to get above the noise. And we're going to show this world our good fruit. Our good fruit. We're going to choose. We're going to choose above all else. We're going to choose above all else. We're going to guard our heart. Because everything flows out of it. It's in this same talk Jesus is going to give us the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I mean, he is just trying to wrap his heart around this idea. Without him, it's impossible to do this. Guys, listen, it's It's hard. When I try to take and do my own heart surgery, right? It doesn't work. I go back to the Old Testament where they would say, God, I pray you would take this heart of stone that doesn't care and replace it with a heart of flesh that's malleable and softened. So that's introduction to this series. We're going to lower the volume by raising the awareness of our hearts. We're going to turn up the heat in our heart a little bit. 
We're going to ask God to do some searching and some heart messing up with and some heart surgery if he needs to be. Because I believe that's what the world needs to see. A church whose arms are open and whose heart whose heart is pure. Would you pray with me all over this platform, all, all over this room? Come on, you may be in this room and this is so hard because, man, that tension, that realness, this is the way I grew up, this is, this is the what, I, I, I'm putting my feet in the ground and I don't care and the tension of, listen, Ephesians says your fight is not against flesh and blood. You have an enemy who wants to make sure the bad fruit grows. You have an enemy who wants to make sure your heart withers and never comes to life. But we have a God who is far greater, who sent his son down here to have this beautiful exchange happen when our hearts that are darkened and black and broken and hurting and confused and sometimes even filled with anger. Jesus has the ability, not Mike, not Westover. Jesus has the ability to take that heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh tonight. May it be said of this church. May it be said of the community of believers in this church that we bring good that is stored up out of our hearts, that our heart is filled with good fruit towards one another, towards others, towards people of different even faiths and religions and walks of life, God, that our heart would be stored up with the good that you put in there, God, that we would surrender. We would surrender that. If you're in this place tonight or watching online and you're going, you know what, I, I've been struggling with this. I have family members who are on opposite sides and it's caused division in my family. I've had, I've had people that that have been close friends to me and I've lost those friendships because I've just I've just bought into the noise. And though I may disagree, I have done it in such a way that has been dishonoring to the Lord. They didn't see my fruit, they saw my thorns, my bristles, my briars. Tonight, God's in this place. He can forgive. He can wipe clean. He can move us and make us new once again. But that only comes at an invitation. He's not going to force himself. It's a heart like David's that says, Lord, search me. If you find any wicked way in me, Lord, remove it. It's a heart that's willing and open for God to come in and transform it. So if you're here tonight, you're like, you know what, this is, this is for me. Maybe you've, you've never given your heart to Jesus, or maybe you're here tonight going, I've been a poor example. God, I need you to do an inventory of my heart because I've been a poor example. Evil has begot evil and not good over good. And you're here tonight you're saying, just tonight, glad. I pray that that starts in me right now. And I want to I walk through this heart exchange that you just talked about. With every head bowed, every eye closed, those watching online, you can participate by just being here in this time, in this moment, wherever you are, you would say to me, Pastor, that's me. My heart, it's hardened for some of the people groups that, you, that, that I know you're talking about. My heart is hardened for, 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 for people different than me or on the opposite side of me. And, and that's, that's, that's not, I can tell right now the Holy Spirit's just is messing with me. 
Tonight, God can begin to do a heart exchange, a heart change. can begin to bring healing to our hearts. We have a heart problem, church. It's sin. Untapped, it brings us to death. But surrendered to God, it's eternal life. You're here on this place saying, you know what, I just, I just, I need to give my heart to Christ. I need, I need to renew my heart. I need, just need Him to do, just, would you just lift your hands all over this place. Just acknowledge that that's me. I, 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 I'm, I'm caught up in some of this stuff. And, and, and it's, yeah, I see your hands all over this room. Hands all over this room. Hands all over this room. You can put your hands down. Come on, let's, let's stand together. And, 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 and let's stand. There are hands went up all over. There are people all over this place in the same boat as you are. Can we just make a declarative statement that as we leave this place, we're going to say, God, you can have our hearts, our hearts are yours, but even more than that, Lord, let what we say and what we do be so much brighter than all the stuff going on in our culture. Let people see the fruit in us. If you raise your hand a few moments ago, when we pray, the Word of God says all you got to do is just call upon the name of the Lord. God, forgive me. God, heal my heart. And the Word of God says He is faithful and just to do both of those things. So you know who you are. You raise your hand. If When we pray in a few moments, that's what I want you praying. Lord, take this heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh. Take this sin in my life, replace it with, with forgiveness. And God will do that right here, right now. Everyone else who didn't raise their hand, we're just going to begin to pray that we're a lighthouse, that we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be in rise above we're going to rise above and let our true fruit, let the fruit of the Holy Spirit show in us. But let's pray together all over this room. But God, thank you. Thank you that you gave us this challenging word. Thank you that you gave us some, some precedent, some, some guidelines, Lord, some guardrails on how we're to behave and function. Even when everyone on the outside functions differently, Lord, we're called to be different. Why? Because you came down to this earth, you died on the cross, you took the sin that was in our darkened heart, and you gave us a new heart, a brand new person. We call that making new around here, Father, and you've done that for so many of us. So, Lord, I pray that as, as the, the noise begins to get louder in culture and the, Lord, the noise begins to be more filled with hatred and more filled with, 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 with demagoguery and, and division, division and divisiveness, God, I pray that this church, that our hearts, what people see in us is the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the fruit of love and patience and peace and goodness in us, Father, I pray. Lord, maybe that some of us have those bristles and those briars, God. It's our, it's our way of thinking. It's what we grew up doing. It's, it's just all we know. It's just our worldview has is, is, is not been completely surrendered to you. Lord, I pray you would help us. You would open our eyes. You would bring things to remember. You would teach us through the Holy Spirit how we're to interact with culture, how we're to interact with those who are our enemies. You told us to love our enemies and to pray for them, Father. Lord, challenge us. Have we done that? Or have we just opened our mouth and let the bad fruit come out of our heart and didn't be shown in our mouth? God, I pray that you would change our heart. And what comes out of our mouth would be the good fruit that this world needs to hear and needs to say and needs to, and needs to experience, Lord Jesus. I pray that over our congregation tonight. Those watching online, Father, let us rise above. Let us rise above. Let gentleness and kindness be how we lead in our marketplaces, in our families. In Jesus' name I pray. I thank you for what you've done in the new hearts tonight. Those who raised their hand, they gave their life to you, God. They surrendered their hearts to you, God. There's been some great exchange that took place in this room. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Can we celebrate for a moment those who raised their hand? We thank you, Jesus, for making us new. We thank you, Jesus, for making us new.
Now you're inviting us into a making great moment in our culture and community, and we thank you for the opportunity to bear good fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.